I think bigger brands will look to start in-house in digital skills. Like I said, it's become a bit more of a commodity. Got to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in-house skills. So one thing that we're also looking to do on that front is if we were to say sign a contract for six months with a client, we go, yeah, what we can do, we'll spend three months helping you deliver. Then we'll spend three months training your team that are coming yeah, in. Yeah, That's yeah. where you can leverage consultancy positioning. Because we've got this, mm. we've got the years of experience that so we know we can do that. So one mm. of the big things that we are looking to push forward with is that sort of training, secondment, um, in-housing kind of strategy. Mm. I think where it's going. But clients will understand the value that what we're offering as well is strategic insight. Hi, I'm Chris lacant Harwood, host of the Employer Content Marketing Pod and director of the Content Marketing Pod. Welcome to episode 48. I chat with David Angus, Chief Strategy Officer at Curated Digital, about his experience in developing a consultancy offering in an agency. Business's ability to adapt is as important now as it has ever been, especially in the world of marketing where agencies need to constantly add value and differentiate from their competitors. So having a consultative approach and offering is a big conversation well worth having. Let's get on with the chat. Hello, David, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How's, how's things? Thanks for having, yeah. having me on. Yeah, pleasure. Happy Friday. It's good to, it's good to catch up, mate. Um, yeah, so what you been, how's your week been? Busy, busy? Uh, it's really busy. To be honest, I'm, I'm, I've got... One more week before I'm away down to south of France with the the wife and the kids. So, um, uh, I've got a lot of loose loose ends to tie up. So, um, and to be honest, it's been a manic quarter. So, I'm looking forward to um, having a, a few glasses of vino on the veranda when I get the opportunity to. Yeah, too right. Well, thanks thanks for taking the time. I know, know you're busy and stuff. So, I tell you what, let's let's just crack on with a bit of an intro about yourself. Yeah, no worries. Um, so yeah, as I said, David Angus. Um, I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Curated Digital, who are a digital marketing consultancy mm-hmm. um, with an agency aspect to them. Um, my background has actually or traditionally been in paid media. Um, yeah. I've come through the ranks of, you know, from very small agencies through to the likes of Havas and then went on to uh, a niche agency in insurance called Pancentric. And then mm-hmm. fairly net curated, I took on a role as head of paid media there, but I always had the ambition to move into a strategist role. Um, and then that's from being um, from being a strategist role into becoming strategy director and then chief strategy officer. So I'm ultimately in charge of ensuring that client strategy um, is in the right vein and also by driving the vision at Curated um, as it is. So exciting role a man of wearing many hats these days but i wouldn't have it any other way to be honest yeah nice well you know it's um been great we we used to work work together at havas people and um it's been great seeing see all the stuff you've been getting on with well while you're there but also you know having left um havas and what you've been up to so yeah it's uh and actually the reason kind of reason why i mean you know it's always good to good to catch up with you uh, mate you know for sure i think particularly i was at at this event um, that you guys are part of, talking about you as a, a, a as a, an agency slash consultancy moving towards that consultancy model, yeah. um, so I thought I just, just got to get you on get you on the pod. So 
tell us a, tell us a bit of, about bit about that and about this, this this move towards this consultancy model. Well, to be honest, it was born out of just the winds of change and like mm. actually understanding the market dynamics and and it was actually the time the time that we said let's pivot more towards a consultancy was probably one of the worst times you could have done that and that was just before covid struck but right, okay. i always thought that we were giving away way too much value in terms of strategy and insight um not even with the clients that we work with but at a pitch stage right, so yeah. i was like let's let's rewind this back a bit let's let's have a think about this also, I'm very aware that in this day and age with the power of technology um, and how actually mature some of the digital channels have become, there's always new ones, but is that it's become a bit of a commodity. So you mm. go to an agency, you have a prescribed brief and they deliver to that brief. It's mm. not a space that per me personally, and I know with the skill sets that we've got in created, we wanted to play in. Um, we also needed market differentiation. Like, I'll be totally honest, we were in a ocean of, you know, thousands of other agencies doing a similar yeah, yeah. thing, but we were offering, I'd, I'd say, distinct products within that. So it's like, we need to start positioning ourselves differently um, in the market. And to be fair, off the back of that pivot, we got through, you know, transparently, we got through the COVID period probably by the seat of our pants, the skin of our teeth, whatever the, the cliche is. Mm. But we we managed to do that by you know, ensuring that we had enough cash flow coming into the business. But then what we did is once things started to open up again and then some of the paralysis went out of the economy and, you know, consumer habits, um, we were able to then build products um, in the market. And one, actually one product that we built, and this is through, this is the beauty of like being able to innovate um, when you're under pressure. Um, mm. So for a big client of ours, which is a, a big optical uh, retailer, um, mm. which you probably guess who it is, um, mm. we built a, a framework called Assurance. And it was all about monitoring insight and trends at time and at speed, and then being okay. able to communicate and consult with the client about making sure that, the, that they were getting the, the right marketing messages out to the right people at the right time, you know, mm. marketing. But being able to do that at speed because one thing that we've seen we're working with a lot of businesses there's a lot of inertia so mm. by having us there as that i suppose that assurance partner and assuring them that this is the right move to take so a lot of a lot of now what we offer to our clients is very insight and strategy led or insight mm. strategy first mm. one thing that we're looking to play with um as a business is this idea of a consultancy that delivers I've had a few conversations with mentors and consultants um, about our positioning. Because if we were to fully pivot into pure play consultancy, you're going up against some big boys. You're going up. Yeah. And then, so we know that by having an element of delivery still attached to our name, that does give us still a bit of market distinction and differentiation. Mm -hmm. What we've what we've started to what we're doing working at the moment. Um, is that we still will have an agency model within a business and we will have a consultancy model, which I will head up. Um, and then what we will use that is being able to feed, you know, sometimes you might just get an agency brief, which is very channel-led, you know, it'd be your paid media, your social, SEO, organic. Um, and then what you will do is then uh, you deliver a campaign or something for a client, but you go, look, let's let's take a step back here. Let's let's get let's get under under the skin of your customers a bit more. Let's get the insight um, from uh, about them. Let's build these you know 
what I'd like to call like digital personas, but instead of just, you know, mm. personas that are drawn up on a on a whiteboard and are static, like live, like they're living organisms. Mm. And then, then what you do is you craft your customer journeys, you craft your messaging, and then you put them back into the channels. And that's where actually the agency part can thrive. So this is one thing that at a moment we're solidifying now in a business, but it's been it's been great because I know we resonate more in the market to what I'd like to see is tier one customers, some of the mm. bigger, bigger customers where you had our best year we've ever had last year. We're on track to have a better year this year. So we know we're in the right, um, we're, we're in the right trajectory and we've got, a, you know, we've, we've got a four to five year plan that we're looking to execute. Um, and to be honest, what we're looking to do is start to apportion more consultancy revenue over those five years. So what we're doing, mm -hmm. it's not like we completely phase the agency model out, but actually mm -hmm. split would be a lot more favor towards a consultancy offer. Yeah, that's interesting what you say actually, because uh, when you were talking, it just made me think of this thing about the importance of having strate strategic doers. Yeah. Now often, I've heard that often over the years and said it, you know, said it myself, is that actually, you know, you want people that, you know, have got that kind of, tactical delivery skin in the game but have that strategic mindset and then that's literally kind of taking that kind of delivery mindset and and extrapolating it you know, I, think it's important. I think one of the you know the benefits because i always talk about t-shaped individuals and i think one of the mm. benefits that i had was i went very deep in paid media but mm. i was always trying to think strategically but you can't just suddenly pigeon you know you could be strategic in the way you think in the way you act but i think it's a massive to become that at that consultative level, you need it's because of experience. It really mm. does. And like I think one thing that I noticed as well is like you can go too far the other way because like because I have grown up in the doing. Sometimes you know you get you want to be in the trenches with troops, so to speak. You want to be helping them out. You want to be leading by example. And like sometimes mm. I've fallen into that trap where you end up getting delivering to to be honest, eighty percent of ninety percent of the work, and then you don't get any of that time to think. And I think. Mm. It was it's probably about three years ago where I was still, you know, I've been a creative for nearly six years now. Um, and I was just like, um, basically account managing and delivering on about four or five briefs. The, the business is not getting off me. I'm getting the ump. I'm just gonna mm. leave. And I, I took and I think a lot of it was about taking sort of destiny into my own hands. Um, and I was just like, right, no, I wanna go on a strategy director track because I think I can really impact not only the client's business, but our business. Mm. And I think by having that mindset and having that checkpoint, it sort of really helped me. And I I, I, I still do get involved in the, like, the strategic doings. And to be fair, I grew up with that. Like If you think about the way we're structured to have us people, definitely the digital team, what we're talking eight, 10 years ago, when you, know, you had like social media and PPC, a lot of the clients were dipping their toes in. So it was a small team. Yeah. So we yeah. had to be strategic doers because yeah, you're commercial you driving you driving commercial gain for both the client and obviously have yeah. it because you know you were spotting opportunities in the market. So in a way, I've been lucky that I've been able to grow up with that and being sort of commercial and and strategy focused from just the situations I found myself in. Um, yeah. But it's so important. I, I'd say to anyone if I was to give advice to anyone coming up, you know, through the I suppose through the ranks or something, go and earn your spurs 
don't go you, you to be honest if you go from, from naught to 60 over like overnight you're going to miss a big part of that learning experience and actually that could yeah, unless you're an, an, a remarkable individual and they are there are those people out there you know if you think about some of the entrepreneurs are 22 23 mm -hmm. they're just a bit different but if you are just coming out of well an apprenticeship scheme or graduate go and do go and earn your spurs go and learn go and learn from people around you i think it's so important it's what I've taken on board and it's mm. and to be honest it's made as much as I'm really busy now it's made my job so much more enjoyable now I do mm. one thing I can say I love getting up in the morning and I love working I love doing what I'm doing so I know it's impacting yeah, nice. and I think that just comes through experience and I think it's like you think about you know we both had the chance you know we worked at a a full service agency so that in itself was great because you're exposed to so many different different people different types of people and different specialisms which well, really kind of helped you get that well that it was like experience. it was like obviously working with you we work closely together on social media mm. but then what we would do is then we would take that strategy and then we'd go and sit next to the creative team and then they'd come up with the concepts and it was how like so when we talk about the t-shirts individual deep in one area but then you along the top along the top of the t you're well versed in everything and to be honest i like only I'm still learning pockets of that throughout my career. So, like, um, since being curated, we do a lot more with CRM now, uh, email okay, management yeah. stuff. Like, didn't really do that any of that before. And then mm. I'm doing a lot more with primary research now. And you know what? I'm 34, been in the game like over sort of 13, 14 years now. I think saying like that is scary when I put it like that. But, um, <laughs> but it's I'm still you know you're still picking up these things and still learning. But that's what mm. gets me out of bed in the morning and. Because also with adding those services and strings to your bow, so to speak, you're actually then shaping the proposition and what you can offer to clients. So a lot of my role at Curated is about building the products and services in the consultancy sector. So I think we've built probably four or five different products. And at the moment, I'm building like entry products, but it's by spotting opportunities. So we're doing a lot more like primary research now. So we, we mm. got to do a, lot, a big preliminary piece of research which looks at more like digital data points and yeah, touch points. Nice. and then what we do is we create a hypothesis and then we push it into like a primary research partner but it's it, it's you have to go out and test those things in the market but by positioning ourselves around this consultancy offering we can do that now and that is where we've been able to start to I wouldn't say to, we're, we're having 10x star you know our revenue <laughs> but we we're, we're, we're doing pretty well we're on that trajectory yeah so with you know, there, there are agencies where there were people who, you know, are strategic, you know, but they maybe in client service roles, you know, and actually they had this challenge of, of balancing strategy with delivery. And they they just end up delivering so much. In fact, you mentioned it yourself, you know, <laughs> doing so much on delivery and not really be able to spend the time. And then and then you've got agencies who just want they deliver and they're well known for being yeah. safe pair of hands and you want that delivered yeah we'll deliver it for you and and you know you're going to be you know safe you know, yeah right so so i suppose for, for me that's kind of like as a question that pops up in my head is is it's about how organizations you know, how organizations make that shift yeah it's, it's to be honest it's it's something that we're obviously learning a lot from at the moment and that you made a really good point about safe. Like there's that old saying about no one got fired for hiring IBM or using yeah, IBM. Yeah, yeah, safe yeah. option. And we don't get me wrong, we 
we see friction from our side on that because they don't want to look like um, a muppet in front of the board just in case they. Cause, you know, I will one say one thing I will say is by going with a smaller strategic consultancy like us, mm. they are taking a risk because they. Mm. I can safely say they haven't worked with someone that that works our kind of way before. And then that's where where we sometimes rub up against those issues around mm. that delivery because we've still got clients that want to deliver a lot. The way that we're looking to make that shift and being able to ensure that we can deliver those um, agency briefs, we've still got people that are more than happy to work in an agency way of working, you know, yeah. and actually they're bloody good at it. And that's where their skill set is. And that's where they will start and end their careers. And, you know, that's, that's great. Yeah, um, one thing that we we're looking to do more and more is develop a supply chain. That could be anything from partnering with agencies that are just known for doing really good delivery. And then what we do mm. is we front load a lot of the strategy or the, the consultation, or it could be anything to, um, it could be anything looking at sort of M&A, you know, merger and acquisition of sort of smaller businesses that want to just work as an agency, but would like to mm. be attached to a consultancy that, you know, in the direction that we're going. Um, on that front of, I think, one one trend and maybe because the, the hr mark to be honest the recruitment market at the moment is crazy in terms of like skill gaps and we're finding mm. at the moment to hire the right people is an absolute nightmare like mm. our, our md i think it's gone gray from china <laughs> <laughs> um, because it, there's 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 seemingly so many jobs for so little people out there at the moment mm. um but one trend that i think will happen and it I think COVID set it back a little bit because I think with the furlough and people being let go from the jobs a lot, there was a lot of candidates sort of on the loose and have settled in jobs. I think bigger brands will look to start in-house in digital skills. Like I said, it's become a bit more of a commodity. Got to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in-house skills. So one thing that we're also looking to do on that front is if we were to say sign a contract for six months with a client, we go, yeah, what we can do, we'll spend three months helping you deliver then we spend three months training your team that are coming in yeah that's yeah. where you can leverage consultancy position because we've got this mm. we've got the years of experience that so we know we can do that so one mm. of the big things that we are looking to push forward with is that sort of training secondment um in-housing kind of strategy mm. where it's going but clients will understand the value that what we're offering as well is strategic insight so then mm. they're not going to just drop you because okay you've in-house the team now and get on with it because you can still give them valuable information so i think for us as well it future proofs against those dynamics in the market mm. well, actually it's about and it's about having the confidence to make that decision as well go going back to what you said earlier on about about and we've we've all we've all seen this and listeners will have seen this you know especially in the agency side of giving away all that information all that knowledge yeah. <laughs> Because there's that thing about we want to we want to win the business. Yeah. But actually, to to actually we want to keep the business. So actually, realise that what you are putting in multiple slide decks and spending hours on, actually, is in itself a massively valuable commodity. And to say we're going to do this for you. Yeah. You know, is is something I suppose you know. It, it's a bit of a deep breath moment for companies thinking it, about. We so we're reviewing like we've got a lot better in terms of not giving away too much IP at mm. that first hurdle. 
it's about doing enough. It's about mm. showing them a little bit up under the bonnet of what they can get. But where before we used to put it all in, we'd all, but basically at pitch, right strategy, and not and not charge for it. Um, mm. So we're trying to be better in terms of like, and I think think we're getting to that place where we can confidently say we've got IP. Like no. our frameworks, our processes, the way we do stuff is our IP. So we're looking at potentially thinking, okay, well, if you do want us to go and pitch and stuff like that, do you get the client or the brand to sign an NDA? Um, because one, you know, we work with, uh, we pitched for a client recently, got very close. And because obviously we've got tracking software and stuff, we know that they, they keep opening up, up our, our proposal, even though they're working with another aid. So they're obviously taking a lot of ideas from that. So that's, yeah. that, that was a, for us, that's a deep breath moment of like, we can't have that anymore you know what i mean mm. I, I don't think there's anything stopping companies doing that and you've got to give away a, a little bit at pitch uh, but there's there's some there's some companies out there that refuse to pitch and don't pitch but i don't think we'd ever go down that angle because I, I for me it screams of pretension um i okay, yeah. there are some people out there that so there's a there's a, like a hierarchy um that Simon, I think he spoke about it on the on the call that I think you enjoyed mm. the webinar, that yeah. you, Chris. And it's a hierarchy with um, almost like a what I'd call a prescribed solution. So it's a commoditized solution. Thank lots of people offer, and it's a it's a race to the bottom. Then you've got mm. a superior solution, which is what I'd say is you know three to four companies offer it. And I think we're sort of in that middle part, definitely yeah. on the consultancy side. And then you've got the only solution, which is a one on one. Um, and really, a lot of our story now is like, how can we be the only solution to brands out there? Is that through finding niches? Like, do we say, okay, health and wellness, we're the we're the, the only solution for them, and mm -hmm. you just got loads of sort of health and wellness brands? Is it based on products that we offer? So we're doing a lot of R and D at the moment um, in building um, sort of software that can synthesize data points that build like live personas and then yeah. based on trends in the market that then you can plug into business and marketing strategy is that going to be the superior solution that we can offer as part of our service so these are the kind of things that we're thinking about but the beauty of the way that we work now is we're always ideating we're always thinking about innovation and mm. i feel like we've got a product and service stack now that can scale um the next step is just building upon our roster. And to that point is, do as a consultancy, do we just have five or six clients on big consultancy retainers that do project and then we do some projects? Or do we scale it that we have lots of clients on small? I think what we've decided to do is the big sort of meteor project stuff we will do mm. in the consultancy part of the business. And then we will use the agency engine as basically a bit of a cash machine to yeah, nice. yeah. fund the overheads and then also can then be put into R&D and also what we're doing consultancy. So we're pretty settled on that. But as you can see, like we haven't got all the answers yet and we're always mm. learning and, you know, saying like, and we're, well, and for things like at the moment, what we're seeing, we're seeing a bit of paralysis in the market in terms of decision making, because I think with cost of living rises, that does impact businesses with the war in Russia and Ukraine, that does impact not only businesses but consumers and i think mm. so we're seeing we know that we can't we haven't got this 
this 12 month 18 month battle plan that's just rigid and we're going to stick to it we're gonna to have to think on our feet so we need to go with, and but the beauty is this is the way that we communicate to clients we will talk to the clients about cost of living rises about war in ukraine and consumer confidence we use tools that plug into uh, one actually tool that we've been bought on boarded recently called global web index has been yeah nice yeah yeah revolutionary for yeah, there's so much there it's just <laughs> it's so good worth the money so profiles and stuff so mm. look i know I'll, I'll openly admit it, i'll put my hands up to it we, we definitely haven't got all the answers and we're having to you know think and be agile but we, we're on the right trajectory and I always say mm. it's this like ever since i've been created there's always been this sort of spiral where you go up and then you dip round again and you dip round again and you dip, but we're always going up and i think that's mm. the important thing and you're learning and it's iterative so we're in a like it's it's exciting because I feel I generally feel like although there are consultancies out there that probably offer similar to stuff to what we do, um, we're also innovating on product as well, mm. um, and it's exciting. I can I <laughs> yeah, nice. I'm enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. Well, it's um you know having having all the answers isn't really reality, is it? You know because if you think you got all the answers, then probably not adapting to what's going on in the in, in the in, in the real world so it's, it's a good mindset to have yeah so it becomes like ostrich mentality you know just put yeah. your head in the sand and like just uh, and the thing is what and that's that's one thing like we talk about three tiers of um client prospects there's tier one which are people that don't want to change which to be honest are people we just don't engage with because they will go safe they will go for your safe delivery agency and just you know, hoodle along, along like that. Then you've got your tier two client, which is someone that's a bit more receptive to what we're doing. And it's probably where a lot of our clients sit here at the moment. Like, mm. It takes a bit of warming up, a bit of education, but we'll we'll get them on the road with us. The, the tier of client that we really want to double down on is like what we call the tier three. And I know we talk a lot about disruption in this industry, but the tier three client is who are people that want to rip it up, rip the template up. Yeah. And that's our play to the market look, we want to challenge the traditional way or not just not even the traditional way because actually the traditional sense of marketing is what i love and i think what's happened with so much technology out these days it's sort of moved away from get, like following the traditional way of marketing and more about okay how much budget can we stick into a channel and you know, yeah. turn the budget up and down plug it's, it into an audience sling sling product that's it yeah. exactly. you don't get me wrong you Oh, some of the automation out there these days is superb. Like, to be honest, I, mm. I like even I think Google's automation on the um, like Google Ads and stuff was really caught up from when they first launched it. But mm. at the same time, there's got to be better ways of doing it. To you know, you're gonna you'll have you'll hit a ceiling. You'll always hit a ceiling if you're not mm. coming back and thinking, okay, what does my customer look like? What is my mm. message look like? Okay, plug that into the channels. Hit, but one thing that we're always trying to keep an eye on is those, you know, those competitive movements, those movements in trends, you know, those changes in the industry, because those dynamics do make a difference. And you need to call them up early with clients, because who's the first person that gets the blame if performance goes down? It's the agency. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's it, we've by we've also tried to move away away from that blame game that that agency client fatigue that can set in, you know, that, mm -hmm. okay, let's have a weekly call, monthly reporting run through, you, you cover the same old ground by actually embedding it's sort of almost like insight led assurance mm -hmm. model that we pull in. We're giving them something new 
Avery. One bit of advice, I mean, I think it might have been at Havas actually. It was like, like going into client, going to meetings with clients. Take take two or three new things into that meeting to end the meeting because you end on a yeah. you do, you BAU, three new things. Like you get you get buzz in the room and they go, they come out of that meeting going, okay, they're told to take new. Great. Yeah, exactly. Not just the normal, not just the standard. Go through the meeting, deliver the dashboard, insights, actions. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, you know, times have us when I would dream about dashboards, <laughs> get so okay. involved with them. But I remember working with one, you know, massive client in particular, and members saying to the analysis team, "I want to make sure that we are that we've got a retainer for analysis for a whole year." It was a dashboard a month, and I, I just want, I said to the team, "I just want to make sure that." what they're not getting from this this retainer is just 12 dashboards yeah <laughs> no it's you know it's and that's the danger that's the danger of you know of of thinking about things from too much a delivery perspective and productizing stuff is that people see it as as the deliverable is not is it of course it's not it's, you know and, it's, we and this is a really good point actually and like part of like us reviewing our processes internally and like, oh, it's about a value exchange um so i went on a really it's a really good um i'll try and dig it out at some point and I'll send it to chris but it's a really good webinar um with from yeah, google is a partnership with google and another company and they were talking about value exchange about what clients value what they don't value and like actually when we got when we got down to the bottom of it as much as they you know that the part of the service was you know 12 dashboards or whatever you know they, those reports is like but they would rather um it'd be just a one pager on the data and then you know more about the insight mm -hmm. so that made us look at actually tiering our our reporting infrastructure so you know if you just want your basic dashboard like um that we can automate out of something like supermetrics um mm -hmm. api and those are data points send it to them um one call a month you know that part of the retainer would be a lot smaller but what we've done is because of all the data points now we're using um, for the assurance model. So anything from Google Trends to Pinterest Trends, Reddit Trends, like GWI, we make sure that the client can see the the, the value in the layers of data that we're giving them. And like, mm. you know, and really the goal is then to transition it so it doesn't become like okay, part of this reporting range is just twelve dashboards. Actually, you're paying for the data and the insight you're getting, and some of those some of the more traditional clients i'd say the clients are sit between client one and client two as i talked about they want the basic service package just mm. give it in you know yeah. like you don't you don't lose too much margin this is the courses yeah and then the ones that really want to be looking to push things forward and innovate they'll take the, the golden platinum and mm. i think it's helped us identify the client where the client's value where they see the value in the relationship because we were again using the the discussion that we had about um, pitching, giving away strategy a pitch. God, the amount of reporting we used to give away, like mm -hmm. for, for reporting for reporting's sake. And I was like, this is just, you know, this, this, I suppose, this time that we're spending on reporting could be put on the strategic side. So it's not yeah, just yeah. reports, it's actually thinking about what the critical thinking, what this means to the company and um, mm. ever since actually making that review it's it's really helped us but it's been alongside a whole lot of thought about how we position ourselves and how we articulate mm. ourselves to the you know the external clients and mm. the environment so to speak i think let's 
conscious of your time and stuff. Let's go. Let's wrap up a little bit and let's just let's focus on on I suppose if whether it's an individual or an organization. An individual wants to wants to move more into offer that strategic doing consultancy, yeah. you know, service or a company that's wanting to make that shift. What would you what would you say to them? What things are they what things can they learn from from you? Uh, to be honest, one, one of our values at Curated, and I, so if I'm thinking about an individual, it's it's curiosity. Mm. You've got to be curious. We talk about exploration, like exploring different avenues. And I think I remember one person said, like, like about me, like, like Dave looks everywhere for data and triggers and stuff. And I think that's so important, but to just be interested in the world in general mm. um, and the dynamics that make it shift. It's too easy to say, oh, well, your CPA is down or you've got less leads, but because there's going to be market factors in that. I think you've got to earn your spurs. I'd like if whatever it is, if you're interested in social media, you're interested in content marketing, you're interested in paid media, go and earn your spurs. Go and do, go and do your five years, I'd say, mm. five, six years move up the levels, get in front of clients, um, work with other people with those deeper skill sets, almost mm -hmm. if you think about the pillars. And then then you, what you'll do is naturally, and this is what I found, that I found a bit of fatigue in, I, I, I feel like I've done it, I've you know, got the T-shirt and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's when I felt like, no, I can, I can add more value here. And that's when you can start to be almost like the orchestrator of a team of individuals that are coming up through the ranks and you can orchestrate what's happening in the database mm -hmm. and you're saying actually how this would impact your channels but the beauty of you going and earning and getting that experience means you also know the complexities that some of these people face i think mm -hmm. i've worked with some strategists before that have just come from and you, this can happen but straight out of like research degrees or you know, mini mbas and stuff like mm -hmm. that they tell a activation or implementation team what to do with actually understanding that some of the complexities and some of the things yeah. i think it's so important to have that back in. i'm not you know that's not trying to criticize people that have gone down no that. not at all no it's no. just a, it's just the points of friction that i've seen and i think if mm. you if you can be um there's a sense of not almost humility but by actually having done it you can work with those teams better um yeah definitely yeah well that's one of the most important things as well as curiosity is for a strategist is empathy <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's not empathy for just for the for the customer for the audience it's empathy for the people people you're you're working with and the things that you're you're promising um, and I think what about yeah oh, yeah i was gonna say because uh was your next was your next question gonna be about business as a company? yeah 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 exactly yeah. yeah um yeah i think i think first and foremost you got to know who you are so i wouldn't say yeah. go and make that shift because you want to be different in the market because mm. if it doesn't fit your commercial model and fit your end goal then you'll just get stuck in white space mm. uh, not sorry, you know you'll just get stuck in that limbo space and i mm. think you need to sort of ascertain like do you have the skill sets in there and that's the next thing is making sure that you've got the skill sets in the team to then go and deliver a consultative way of thinking. And to be totally honest, we're still developing a team um, around the consultative offering. To be honest, a lot of to be honest, a lot of people in the business are very sort of consultative in manner, you know, yeah. talk strategy with clients. But some of them still love 
the the doing side of it, the tactical side, the campaign side, the creative side, and that, you know that's great. And then they're probably fatigue of that, and then want to move into more of the consultative way of thinking. Mm. I think it's, a, it's you've got to have the I suppose the appetite because, like to be honest, I'm not going to turn around and say um, an agency that's turning over two, three, four million pounds like, to then completely shift their model because to be honest, they've probably got a good playbook and a good model and a good way of doing things. Um, the reason why we did it is I just knew that we were a very small fish in a huge pond. We mm -hmm. position ourselves now as a one of a few, you know, fishes in a different, like in a in a different pond, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you need to know your strategic positioning. Um, and in terms of then going and activating that, it's it's having the skill sets in the business and identifying the people that can carry that that way. I wouldn't dismiss what you need it needs to be a transition like we talk about pivots like overnight pivots and that's it like no that's it we're just doing consultancy work now mm. because that's the surest way of just well basically it's, it's it's like they call it in the um the quadrant the diverse diversification it's like it's the, the suicide quadrant if you were to just <laughs> yeah yeah right. so yeah it's about that it's about transitioning and you need to like so for instance we had to be careful around the COVID period because we needed the cash flow in the business because we didn't furlough yeah. anyone. We just we kept the team on building nice, like, nice uh, IP and stuff. So yeah, what? Brilliant. So we had to make sure we had to bring we had to we had to have work in the business. So we were still bringing in those agency kind of retainers, and it's, it's a transition. It's been mm. and now we've identified that we need to make the agency side of the business a machine to feed the consultancy part of the business. I wouldn't mm. just do it overnight. To be fair, some people like could start out, start off as like pure play consultants. And I'll be totally honest, to be honest, a lot of people that have probably worked in agency go in and set up their own small consultancy. Like that's that's another way of doing it. And then they, mm. they work with a few clients on on nice sort of sized out like daily rates and stuff. So mm. that way, but a company like us, yeah, it's a transition, get the skill sets in the business. We went through a system called EOS, which is mm -hmm. the Entrepreneurial Operating System, which I would recommend highly. Uh, Jake, mm -hmm. our MD, uh, took us through that. So it's about identifying the culture, the values, the right seats, the business to be able to execute this model. And we remind nice. that every year, every year. So it works really well. To really understand yourself, that from an organization um, level and an individual level is, is, is so important, isn't it? And I think to... Well, it's like anything in life, isn't it? When you really understand yourself, you can understand how you can interact with others. Yeah. You know, and you can offer the, the best thing. And I like like what you say about, which is absolutely true about, about going, do we want this to be a race to the bottom? You know, do we want to be out there competing, you know, among amongst hundreds of other, you know, agencies doing the same thing? Or, or can we kind of break the cycle of delivery and just then look at ourselves and then change the model, but as you say, gradually. So I think it's so much more exciting being yeah. a challenger in the market. And <clears throat> it is just, you know, there's there's revenue models at work. We know that the agency model does work, but I think I do fear that there's a that's gonna it's gonna change. Um there's still mm. a lot of power in the you know the big networks and stuff as well that obviously take agencies along with them. Um but for our for us, it's, it's so much, I suppose, appealing to be a challenger in the market and actually trying to do something different. You know, mm. we don't always make the right decisions um, and we learn from them and we are yeah, learning from them. Again, it's that spiral upwards. Um, if you iterate, you learn and you keep moving mm. forward. And that's where we are at the moment. And it's, it's working well for us. And that, 
I think it excites the people that are working in yeah. business. And it means that when you've got, you know, clients who develop more inter in-house understanding, but also inter internal capability, you know, having their own kind of mini in-house agencies or in-house, you know, services, then then absolutely there's a perfect connection there with, with what you guys have to offer, which are, you know, as opposed to trying to compete with them and, and trying to cling on to them as long as possible, where actually it's like, yeah, let people do what they're good at. <laughs> Yeah, and exactly. do what people enjoy the most. Exactly, and yeah, we don't want to ever. Sort of, you, the worst thing you can do, we learned this from going through EOS, is trying to pigeonhole or um, people into roles that are not right for them, like square peg round holes. And the the whole thing about EOS is having the right person for the right seat. Um, yeah, and, nice. and it's a bit like a football formation, you know. You you shouldn't be fitting a centre. Shouldn't be fitting Paul Scholes out in the left wing, like because you're not. <laughs> of him so i think that's that you need to get your structure right first and then everything sort of flow flows down from there good stuff well we could say we could gas on for ages but um it's friday the sun is shining and uh there is a, a half term that's just about started i think in your house and in my house it's yeah, school school's tight, out for easter <laughs> tired tired boys yeah <laughs> well, well cheers for cheers for cheers for for the chat mate really appreciate it no no it's been great it's yeah. been great to catch, catch up. up soon yeah definitely mate thank you very much great lovely thank Cheers, you mate take care bye-bye thanks for listening hope you enjoyed the chat if you did feel free to subscribe to get future episodes and please do share the podcast with others it really does make a difference